Welcome to Soul Lies, where the spiritual and the soul crosses paths. Stay tuned to learn ways to grow your spiritual understanding in order to reveal lies your soul believes. This podcast will help you learn the truth and propel you towards freedom in Christ Jesus. This is Jenny Fouts, licensed counselor in Louisiana at Christian Center Shreveport. Welcome back, everyone. I'm glad that you hung in here this week. I hope that you are enjoying this testimony and um, listening to Kathy's struggle as she has grown. And I'm excited to hear some of the things that she's learned. She's a very in-depth, very warm person. And um, watching her throughout the years grow has been an amazing, an amazing journey. And, you know, I have one of the best things in the world, I get to watch people grow. I get to watch people, I get to watch Jesus work in people's lives. Well, I mean, what better job is that? That is just cool. So, Kathy, bring us into your now of where you're at now of what's going on. Well, I want to start by giving Jesus all the glory, honor, and praise because he is the reason. And Today is the happiest I have ever been in my life, praise God, and I am so grateful. Um, I have such a great, blessed life. Um, after Al-Anon, I found this last piece, which is emotional sobriety meetings, and um, if any of you are interested, contact Ginny, I can because anyone can go to these and the guy that runs it is Dr. Alan Berger. He has a book called um, 12 Essential Insights of Emotional Sobriety. Um, I will tell you he is not Christian but with Jesus I can apply what he has the last little bits and it has really helped me. Um, Okay I have been on a journey the last seven years in particular. I've learned to love myself because for years I hated myself. And I've also learned to have compassion for myself, which I didn't. I was really tough on myself. Like I I call it the little Nazi in me. And um, I've learned things like I stand on my own two feet. I'm the only one that can fulfill me and take good loving care of me, not to expect anyone else to do that. And my husband, I mean, I'm the one that's responsible to make my own self happy. Um, I do a lot of service work. I sponsor. I lead meetings. I'm going to start a step study. Um, What it looks like is... I I still like to be slender. I love to look nice. Um, But there's a a different motivation. I don't feel like I have to do that in order to get people to approve of me so that I know I'm okay. Now it's, I want to look nice. Um, And I want to be an attraction for the program and recovery in the Lord. And I want to honor God by looking nice. Um, I just, uh, I don't have the depression and the anxiety 
I, I just have such an assurance. I know we're going through so many problems in the world, but somehow I've gotten to the other side where I know, you know what, I'm going to heaven. Um, I'm living today. I, I keep apprised of what's going on, but I'm just not going to worry about it. It's in the Lord's hands. Um, if we blow up in a nuclear war tomorrow, I'm going to have a good day today. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. I'm, I'm not. I refuse to be afraid and anxious, and I refuse to hate myself. I used to pick at my body. I had a lot of body dysmorphia, like my thighs were too flabby or they weren't perfect. Or, And now I get out of the shower, I glance at myself, and I will say, in my mind you're a beautiful woman and I go get dressed and I compliment myself I'll say you look beautiful today um, I can close my eyes and I can picture Jesus right in front of me looking at me pleased and saying Kathy I'm so proud of you you know it used to be I thought God must hate me must be dis or not hate me but he'll he's really disappointed in me and now it's like I love you, Kathy. I see that you are really trying hard. I see that you're you're doing your best, and I'm really proud of you, and I'm happy for you. And just keep going, keep doing what you're doing. Um. You know, it's just uh, my whole self has changed by the grace of God. I, I'm I'm a new creation. It's like these words that you've heard. There, it really does happen. <laughs> I am a new creation. Um, God lives in me. I live for God. And I love the Lord. And he's my all. He's the reason I'm alive. He has brought me through such stuff. Oh, my God. I've been through so much. I would never want to go back to my childhood. Or people say, do you miss flying? Not not particularly, to be honest. I I, I like the simple things today. I have a, a golden doodle. And my husband and I have a very peaceful, quiet life. We have a lovely home. And, you know, just seeing the trees when I take my dog out to the backyard and the, the green and the colors. And um, I love working with people and helping them and sharing what I've been so graciously given and um and to see the light come on in their eyes and I just say to people you know just keep working at it keep trying um go to therapy go to whatever programs you need and um get that book I think that's a great book to learn how to live in a nutshell, I can't control people, places, or things. And I can't even control some things about myself. Like I could get cancer. I can't control that. What I can control is my thoughts, my second thought, and thereafter. The first one that comes up can be crazy. But I can control what I think, what I focus on, what my attitude is, my actions, and... I'll tell you what, when you control your thinking and focus on the solution instead of the problem, the solution is Jesus Christ, um, everything else falls into place.
So through working some of the steps at Al-Anon and learning, tell me a little bit about what you learned about these two men who started the whole AA process. You know, they they wanted people to come to Jesus is what they wanted in the you know in the beginning. Without Jesus, you know, neither one of them. Now, one was a doctor, and the other one was a recovering alcoholic, right? Right. There was a stockbroker and a doctor, and they were both alcoholic. Both. And most people don't know this, but AA arose out of a group called the Oxford Group, and that was a Christian turn of the you know turn of the first. It was a Christian group in the 30s and um, AA actually comes from the Sermon on the Mount 1st Corinthians 13 and James and uh, Dr. Bob was extremely spiritual he was in Akron Ohio Bill Wilson I'm not sure if he was born again or not he was from New York he was brilliant um, but the 12 steps arose originally from that Oxford group which had six steps and basically the 12 steps is just uh, the way that really people quote-unquote should live it's biblical it's basically admit in and of ourselves we're nothing turn our lives over to God figure out what we've done wrong ask God to help us change make amends to people we've hurt continue to take inventory each day of what we do right and wrong continue to improve our relationship with God and help others I mean it's really just the way to live in the Bible and the only difference between me and a quote-unquote normal person is that I look at alcoholism and eating disorders as my training wheels. If I do not live like that, I will die. And so immediately when I get in trouble, a thought may come up to eat or drink. And I hardly ever have the the drinking. Um, I might get a yen for something and I can almost it's a symptom I can go okay what's going on (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, really ask yourself oh I'm I'm craving this or I want to do this whatever the behavior is whether it's it's exercising reading books gaming whatever the social media you're you you feel that initial little small little tug it's like I want to avoid Mm -hmm. doing the right thing um, and and even we call those process addic- addictions, which basically releases dopamine. So you're just addicted to your own dopamine. But basically, in other words, like if you're if you're gaming mm-hmm. or porn, you know, like that th- that kind of stuff, um, it's just releasing dopamine, and that's what we become addicted to. Um, so basically, I have to keep my nose clean. And she's not talking about that, like for cocaine. She's talking about keeping herself out of trouble. That's right. what she's talking yeah. about. I, I I hate to say that, you know, food, booze, and men. Those were always my <laughs> my three things. Um, like those were going to make me feel better and save me and 
no, you know, ain't gonna, you know, the only one that's gonna save me is Jesus, and I just have to live right. And uh, so I'm grateful for my addictions because they force me to live right. If if that makes sense, you know, in the big book about Cogs Anonymous, it says resentment is the dubious luxury of normal men. So there are people that are resentful, irritable, discontent, and they can go on and live that way forever and never look at themselves and fix what's going on. I cannot. I must live well and seek God and clean up my problems otherwise I will drink and die so I'm kind of grateful that like I said to me they're training wheels well, and it, I think it depends on what we decide to do with those struggles that we have mm-hmm. do we you know take them before the cross and allow the Lord to work because this has been a process for you oh yeah this didn't happen overnight this has been a growing process for you mm-hmm. and each layer of peeling back, peeling back, and getting to a place, you know, most people don't understand that people struggle with eating disorders of how much they hate themselves. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about liking yourself and learning learning those behaviors, learning how to stop the Nazi voice in your head, it makes a big difference in how you even are able to have the strength to approach life. Yes, I- um, life can be so good once you kind of figure out how to live it. And, how to live um, your best life. <laughs> yep. And um, n- no matter what the circumstance, because Viktor Frankl was in a concentration camp. He was a very famous psychiatrist, and he has a famous quote, but basically nobody can take away that last thing that you have control over which is your attitude Amen. and and the people that survived the concentration camps instead of being upset about what was being done to them they still maintained choice of helping others eating what they could doing what they could so it's a lot about attitude and um not having this self-focused, which is what a lot of um, many different, you know, addiction disorders are. It becomes a very self-focused, self-idolatry mm-hmm. behaviors. And I hope that you guys have grown this week and have learned some things from Kathy's story. I hope that you have enjoyed it. And I thank you so much, Kathy, for sharing your story and being willing to share your story. And um May the Lord bless you, and may the Lord keep you. May he make his face and his countenance shine upon you. May he give you peace. Thank you for listening. Amen. Lies is meant for information only. It is not a substitute for counseling.